freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd, the other guy. Yeah, Dan. the other guy. Don't forget that part. I know. I, I, you know what? <laughs> it's early here, so I guess. But we're doing a series called American. And Cheryl, what do you have lined up for us today? Absolutely. And our guest is Andrew Livingston. So this uh, series, it's talking about the can-do spirit that is part of our American DNA. So much of our lives have been turned upside down with this whole coronavirus, COVID-19. It's got too many names, the Rona, right? And so we're hearing a lot about what we Wait, can't do. You call it Rona? <laughs> hey, I didn't make that up. I'm just reporting Please. the news. It's the coronavirus. I'm just okay? reporting the Co news. That whatever. No. Rona? <laughs> no. Just, no. Just roll with it, babe. Okay. Just, All just right. roll with it. Um, anyway, we're hearing what we can't do, where we can't go. But our guests during this series are going to talk to us about their area of expertise and all of the ways we still can learn and grow, train and connect and expand our freedoms in ways that maybe we haven't thought about before. And like I said, our guest is Andrew Livingston. He is a father, husband, retired army explosive ordnance disposal technician. Whoa. Oh my goodness. Whoa. And currently working in the construction industry. If you are on any social media, you know him as Live for Freedom 1776. And because of Liv's understanding of the power of social media, he created something called the Second Amendment 2A Social Media Rally. Welcome to the show, Liv. Morning. Thanks for having me, y'all. Absolutely. So talk to us about, uh, I mean, of course, I want to I know all about this explosive stuff. The, the, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty intense work right there. Uh, but let's, we'll come back to that. This social media to a rally, uh, you and I met, uh, in DC in 2019 at a first of its kind second amendment rally on the, the lawn of the Capitol building. And I wonder if maybe that experience, uh, being at that rally, if it influenced your, your idea here with this social media rally. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely played a big part in it. Um, you know, I, I started up the live for freedom thing a little over a year ago and it was more of, I just wanted to share basic knowledge, you know, firearms knowledge, second amendment knowledge and, and that. And then I just kind of started going deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole, ended up at GRPC and then started kind of asking myself, okay, where, where do I go from here? Where do, where do I fit into the fight? And went to the, the DC rally. 
And it was actually that night afterwards, you know, I'd heard a lot of the speakers talking about, you know, you've got to keep the momentum up, you know, where do we go from here? And so I was walking around the monuments. So I'm like, okay, well, there was a lot of run up, you know, prior to the, the DC rally of people that couldn't go or wouldn't, you know, be it finances or they didn't want to, you know, have to uh, go unarmed. And, you know, no politician showed up. I was like, okay, well, let's, let's create something where everyone can, you know, take a part in it and that the politicians can't dodge us. So, <laughs> so yeah, basically I came up with the, the idea of, you know, setting aside a day. And, you know, for that one, I picked December 15th, the, the anniversary of the ratification of Bill of Rights where everybody just spends all day flooding our elected employees, phone lines, emails, and social media accounts with pro 2A messages and letting them know, hey, we're out here and we're going to defend our rights. You may not see us all on the lawn, but you have to worry about seeing us all in the voting booths. Right. You know, with all this uh, coronavirus or Rona, the Rona. that's uh, they're talking about, um, We've seen a lot of people in our business, we have a gun shop, AZ Firearms, um, a lot of people that didn't want a gun are now buying guns. Are you seeing that in Washington too? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have never seen anything like this. Uh, I, I went to a couple of the, the gun stores around the area and, you know, a couple of them, I've, I've got pretty good relationships, you know, with the guys behind the counters and, I was asking him, I'm like, so how many of these are, are new owners? And one of them was like, I swear, it feels like almost all of them. Wow. Um, the reason I bring that up is because now you've got a bigger audience. You've got more people that are going to be on your social media talking about my first new gun. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, in fact, the, the five new gun owners that I know that have bought their first gun or have bought their first gun in a very, very long time within the last month. Four of them are new gun owners and four of them were, well, I would say three were definitely on the other side of the fence. Mm -hmm. um, one just happens to be my brother-in-law. So I finally got him to <laughs> switch over. Did you, did you take him shooting or what? how did you do that? Um, he, well, I took him shooting a couple years ago and then they moved out to Kentucky. And, uh, so we were constantly having the, the, the conversation and he finally, he, he's realizing that, you know, when, when it comes down to it, the, the cops aren't going to be there. And as we're seeing right now, they, a lot of them are being sidelined by this. Right. Absolutely. So, so there's a new appreciation and understanding from a very personal place for millions of people because of this uh, stay-at-home orders and coronavirus and, and shelves at the grocery store being uh, emptied out. Whatever the thing is that kind of, you know, tip the scale for somebody to go, wait a minute, this is, this is a completely different world than what I'm used to. And if there's anything I can control, I want to try to control it. And being my own immediate responder is one of those things. Now, mm -hmm. how is that, not that you have the crystal ball any more than we do, but how is that going to translate 
to getting people involved and understanding that this document right here is our legal representation of our God-given rights and that it, it needs to be protected, defended, restored in every way we possibly can. Well, I, I would say one is, you know, we, we've gotten this amazing opportunity right now and, and we just, we really have to be careful in the way that we do the, I told you so. Yes. I, I've been seeing a lot of people really being a, a little bit too aggressive with it. And I, I get it. I get the, the sentiment. Um, but I think it, instead of the, the wagging the finger, we need to be doing more of the arm around the shoulder and be like, come with me and, and do a little bit less of the aggressive side of, okay, now do you understand what we've been screaming about for years? That is so and, true. And I, Go ahead. And I think that's the, the biggest thing that we, we have to uh, really be careful with, with all of these new gun owners. We, we could easily bring them into our camp now that they're, they're starting to see the, the negative sides of, you know, 10 day waiting periods and extensive background checks. Um, and them not being able to bring that firearm home when they actually need it. Um, so I, it, as long as we play this the right way and, and do more of a, a nurturing, you know, side of it, I think we've got an awesome opportunity here as a gun community. Yeah, I, th I think we still have a lot of teaching to do about our rights because some of them might buy one gun and say, well, you only need one gun. And, and, and so I'm done. And, and and so and so and... they'll still fight for people that want to have more than one gun. Mm. So we, we do need oh. to nurture them. You can't just say, okay, they're on our side now because they have a gun because they might not. They might just say, well, I've got my gun. Mm -hmm. and, so oh, yeah, absolutely. Going back to your, your online, social media, digital, like however people want to envision it in their mind, this Second Amendment rally, the idea of that I mean, it was a great idea anyway, but now when you think about how much of our life has, we can only do online, right? We can't have meetings in person for a while, that kind of thing. Everything's got to be in this format, this Zoom. We're Zooming for, um, for the video portion, uh, the audio portion, people that are just listening to this. Uh, they don't get to see, uh, you know, that we're, we're actually filming a video here as well. Um, how how can we teach people what can we do what messaging do you think is going to be impactful as we do kind of put that digital arm around people and lead them to digitally reach out at your i assume your next rally um and have help them understand how do you even reach out to an elected official and why do you, and what do you say? And, you know, that they're not these godlike uh, celebrities. They're, they're actually people that we hired to do a job for us. Like, how do we convey all of that? Well, I, I think, you know, getting people to stop looking at them as elected officials. I, I hate that term. There are elected representatives. And I have a tendency to use the, the title of elected employees. Because um, we, we hire them and we fire them. Um, story. So I, I think 
getting them to just realize that these are everyday, you know, people that we've just happened to put in a position where they can make decisions on our behalf. Um, that's going to be a little trickier. Um, as far as the showing them how to interact with them, uh, that's something that the, the 2A social media rally sites have kind of started to morph to a little bit is, uh, you know, giving them the examples of this is what we've used when we contact them. Um, so that that's what I've tried to gauge the the different you know platforms as far as around that account to to do is to to share information about Second Amendment rallies, uh, which it feels like every single one of those have been shot down lately um, because of our social distancing. And then uh, to also have it as a way for people to go on and share their interactions with their elected representatives. Um, and to, to talk about, you know, legislation that's, that's being pushed to. So that, that is kind of where I've, I've focused that. So I think it, when it comes down to it, we just have to start showing them the different resources, be it, you know, the, the 2A social media rally account, or, you know, there, there's tons of people out there that are, that are trying to, you know, spread that message and that, that information. So I, I think right now it's in that, that mentoring and, and leading by example. Um, you know, all of us at one point in this fight have been kind of at the, the edge of the room looking and seeing what's going on. That's where all these people are right now. So it's, it's just our job to, make them realize that, hey, come on, get, get in here in the center of the room with us. I love that analogy. Uh, and, you know, I think that if anybody just goes to your Live for Freedom 1776 social media accounts, uh, Instagram or, or Facebook, the videos that you do, you're just, just like this, you're just talking to the camera, probably your smartphone. And you, you give us a lot of historical examples. You, you kind of help break down um, some of the language that's used out there. I, I think you just make it what's going on in this document, the Constitution, more accessible, more real, more it does apply to today. And I really appreciate that about you. Have you always been um, passionate about the Constitution or is this something that you know, over the course of years, you've just leaned more and more into it. No, I've, uh, I've always been, uh, passionate about it. Um, I, uh, I, w I was a little rough on a lot of my, you know, soldiers when I was in, um, when it came to the constitution, uh, I, I would literally hold classes, um, at times and we would, sit down and read the constitution and have you know conversations about it because i was like if, if you're willing to die for this document you should probably know what's in it that makes sense that's amazing um so How yeah, did they, and they let you do that <laughs> they the, your, your uh, boss let you do it yeah yeah um awesome. yeah because you know you, every week yeah kind of have a, a training segment you know set aside where you know, you get to take your soldiers off and just train on the stuff that specifically you want to with them. Um, so yeah, I would, I would do that a couple times a year. Um, especially when we got that new influx of, 
you know, the guys that had just come out of basic training and their advanced schools. Well, um, it seems to it make people fight a little harder, wouldn't it, once they realize what they're fighting for? Yeah, and, and it was, um, unfortunately, it was a little eye-opening the first couple of times I did it of how little it's being taught in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I've always, uh, I've always been passionate about it and history and, and, and making those correlations about, you know, what was happening then compared to what is happening now. You know, how many of the, the original 27 grievances laid out in the Declaration of Independence, how many of those are we skirting on right now? So That is so true. And one of the things that I, I don't know if I could say I have a pet peeve with it, but I feel like I, I try to remind people often is that the Bill of Rights, which is part of the Constitution, that's the piece that says, you know, it's the firewall. So the, the government isn't allowed on that side of the citizens' lives. And it is the place where, uh, you know, their power ends. And in that, on that side, in the Bill of Rights, is where we find the amendments the second one of them is the one that protects our God-given rights to uh, keep and bear arms. And it is the only place in the entire document where the clause shall not be infringed is written. And to me, that was our, our founders kind of like gun rights for dummies. Like you cannot yeah. screw this up, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And yet, look at where we are. You live in the state of Washington, not DC or yeah. on the other coast, uh, Washington State. And it's like a daily, it feels like, if not hourly, uh, onslaught against your, your civil, human, uh, constitutional, God given rights to self defense and, and the ability to keep and bear arms. And it's just, um, it's got to be discouraging in a lot of ways, but, but maybe also it keeps that fire going to, to understand when there's a threat, you have to push back where in a lot of places, I think the threat comes because people are so checked out and they're the complacent about it. Yeah. Um, it's. It's pretty crazy out here. Um, and this, and I moved out here a little over 10 years ago. And it it was actually becoming more to a friendly. And then there was just a, a flip on it. Um, you know, when I, when I first got out here, you could own a suppressor, you could put it on your firearm, but you couldn't actually fire a round through it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Craziest thing I, I had ever heard. That's um, cute. And, and yeah, so then they ended up changing it where you'd have it. And so I think people started seeing the, the laws shift that way. And then it just, that pendulum swung back and it swung back hard. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a constant fight out here. It, it's so quick that we, lose, we can lose our rights. It's just, it just can happen overnight if we don't stay yeah. on our toes. You know, I, was, I, I saw a thing on the Facebook yesterday where, Facebook. you know, we have a right to assemble. And yet we don't right now. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I know there's some, we we have some problems out there, but it's funny is that you can go to Costco or Sam's club, but you can't go to church. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and there should be a way. Well, somebody made an excellent point. I can't remember what interview I was listening to, but someone made an excellent point that in the uh, White House press room, it's a tiny little room, and yet they figured out that, well, if they just leave a chair or two, I don't know how many they have in between the, the various reporters, that they can, you know, that's permissible. Like, why can't we do that at church? Like, we can't figure that part out, you know? Yeah, uh, no. We need to have our pastors arrested for holding a, a church service at a time when a lot of people, you know, just like a lot of people have discovered their their constitutional rights, uh, there's probably a lot of people that discover a faith of some sort um, during a time of crisis like we are in at this, you know, and, and fear and anxiety. And so to to take that away in the name of public safety uh, it, that is another infringement on that, like Dan said, the, the right of assembly. Um, and they make any reason they want to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. they, they're telling you it's dangerous, so you can't do it. They're not letting us make our own mind up on how we, we live. And, Absolutely. Uh, and so taking us back to, well, what can we do? And that, that throws the ball back in your court. What can we do sitting at home during this time and uh, preparing for the next possible digital uh, Second Amendment uh, social media rally. And, Liv. and do, Liv, don't say that we can have yeah. a pastor go to Costco and preach there. That <laughs> won't work, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's it, – yeah, the, the stuff I've seen over the last couple of weeks is just – it's uh, – it's kind of frightening. It's almost like I'm living at the the beginnings of a dystopian uh, uh, horror movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, it my biggest problem with the way this is is has been, you know, ran as far as the the social distancing and just everything around, you know, the Rona. Um, <laughs> you too now. <laughs> I did it just uh just because I knew it kind of get up under your skin a little bit. Um, but no, it, as far as the the way everything's been ran with the, the COVID nineteen, my one of my biggest problems is, and it kind of goes to you know DC Project's mantra is, they jumped straight over education and went a deep dive into legislation, didn't even really give the American people a, a chance to do what we're pretty good at, and that's doing the right thing and looking out for each other. I mean, yeah, we've always got those people that that couldn't, you know, they don't care about their, their fellow citizens. But for the most part, we, we have a tendency to pull together in times like this. Um, so, yeah, it, now as far as the, the 2A fight and the, the, the social media rally, which, yes, there will be another one. Uh, this one's going to be a little less, uh, uh, it's going to be a little shorter notice. Um, in fact, you, everyone will be finding out about it pretty soon. Um, but it seems like everybody's got tons of free time on their hands, so I'm sure the, the message will spread a little bit faster and uh, uh, should have a, a decent turnout. So, Absolutely. Um, and so how can we be prepping ourselves? Uh, the, the biggest way to prep for it is if, if you don't already know who your elected representatives are at every level, level just not the, the federal level, because this is what we're seeing right now. 
the big fight is at the state and you know even county and city levels um but it seems like the the state fight is the really the big battlefield right now but one of the biggest things you need to do to, to prep forward is you know get the contact information for all your elected representatives all the way from your city level clear up to the, the federal level um you know all the way from city hall to the white house and congress uh that that's the one of the biggest ways you can start prepping and then just start following you know pages like to a social media rally and you know search around um for all these other great um you know it would be a content provider or what that you know is is sharing this information there's a lot of them out there um so i i would say that's that's probably one of the biggest ways you can prep for it is one find out who you're actually going to be sending these messages to um and everything from their phones to their emails to all their social media accounts and and start basically building up that address book and then start looking around for how other people are interacting with them um in a you know fairly formal to semi-formal um manner um that that's what i kind of try to gauge on you know try to keep the the pages you know focused on is that you know formal to semi-formal uh as far as all the memes and the you know smart aleck videos i try to keep that over on live for freedom <laughs> well and and when you say formal to semi-formal i think another way of saying that is you know to speak respectfully to mm -hmm. our elected representatives even if they maybe if even if we're really really frustrated with them um, because as soon as we kind of lose our cool in written form or on a phone call to them, they're going to, they're going to not listen to us anymore. It gives them permission to say, well, you're just a hothead or you're just a, one of those crazies and uh, kind of plays right into their hands. So I think yep. that staying calm, staying logical and um, speaking in a respectful manner, whether it's written or whether it's a phone call, I think that is how we have the most power and the most influence would you say no absolutely yeah yeah, the, yeah it's the you know never let them see you sweat and never let them <laughs> never show that you know they're under your skin absolutely well um as we're starting to wind up here i gotta hear about your army explosive ordinance disposal like uh you have to find a way to throw away explosives like <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's just because the, the army really, well, the military in general really likes to, you know, use acronyms. So we, we actually went by EOD, um, but they like to, you know, use acronyms and then church stuff up. Uh, basically, the explosive ordnance disposal is what the military calls their bomb squads. So yeah I, did that. yeah, I did that for the last 13 of my 22 years. Oh, but why would yeah. you want to dispose of explosives? <laughs> I mean, well, it, but the the fun thing about it is you get to use more explosives when you're getting rid of them. So it's <laughs> you legally get to, you know, play with explosives and, uh, you know, make a bigger boom than that one was going to make. That's uh, awesome. And, and that's a so, great metaphor for what you're doing now. You're making a bigger boom only 
via social media. Uh, well, yeah. before we go, Liv, let me see, do this. You got all your fingers? No, I got them all. Awesome. I was kind of a little scared to ask that all, question. All 10 of the digits. So, that's, that's, that's a good awesome. thing. Yep. Did you have yeah, fun doing yeah. that? Was that a good job? Yeah, it really was. It, it really was. Uh, a lot of great opportunities. Um, and just got to work around just amazing people because every single, you know, it's not a job that, you know, they can force you into. And it's actually one of the few jobs in the military that you can walk in on Monday and be like, yeah, I'm done. I quit. I'm not doing this one anymore. Wow. Yeah. So, that's yeah, nice. I mean, every, everybody that's there, they, they're doing it because they absolutely want to. Well, thank you for your yes, service. Thank you very much. We appreciate that and your continued service. And uh, just as we finalize here, tell folks, the ones that have been gun owners their whole lives, but maybe never really involved themselves in the, the politics, they sound, it sounds like a, an ugly word or the political side, but, but you have to kind of understand how to interact with your elected representatives in order to protect your rights. And that is the political system. But um, whether people are, they've had guns their whole lives, but never really involved themselves in protecting their rights, or whether there's brand new first time gun owners out there, how do they follow you to, to learn more? And then how do they get involved in this to a social media rally? Um, it, as far as the, the 2A social media rally, um, the, the accounts are pretty easy. It's 2A social media rally, all one word on Facebook and Instagram. And then on Twitter, um, that dumpster fire, it's 2A <laughs> social media R1 for some reason. Um, and then on the goofier side of me, uh, where I let my hair down, you know, figuratively. Um, that's Live for Freedom 1776 on all those same platforms. Fantastic. Very worth all of your minutes to go and check that out. You'll learn a lot. You'll laugh a little bit. And, I hope he uh, has explosive results. <laughs> I see what, you, <laughs> see what you did there. That's fantastic. Well, uh, thank you again so much for spending the time with us today. Uh, please let us know when you've got a date for that social media rally. Uh, we can start sharing that around. Um, Andrew Livingston, we know him as Live for Freedom 1776. Thank you so much. And thank you, Liv. Bye-bye. Wonderful day. Bye. All right. And so Live for Freedom 1776. I think you definitely should invest some time in checking him out this online social media rally for the second amendment that was such a brilliant idea because when we hold the physical rallies when we're allowed again right to hold physical rallies uh there's people that don't have the time off work people that don't have the travel money you know hotels and airfare and and meals out to come and join those and so the other side can benefit from that and say, oh, look, nobody really cares. Right. They don't have very many people that showed up. <clears throat> and so with this online uh, social media Second Amendment rally that Liv has created, you know, as long as you've got a smartphone or a laptop or a desktop computer, 
you can participate in that. And like you said, if we have this concentrated time in, in, in on the calendar and we all just flood uh, the email addresses and the phone calls and all of that of our elected representatives, that can have a very powerful effect. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Awesome. So. All right. Well, if you don't have any bad dad jokes or. I don't, I, you know, I have some concerns. I mean, just as they sure enough, pretty well told us to stay home now. I, I'm afraid of them being able to control the internet too. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. so we have to be strong now while we can be strong because uh, you know, they could shut it down too. That if, is, we don't, if we don't take control of our government, mm, that's an in excellent a respectful point. way, yes. respectful way. I'm not saying that we're going to overthrow the government. Mm -mm. That's not my intentions. My intentions is to let the people know that they can control the government in a way that we should be treated. Yeah. We have the influence to do that. We have the power to make the government do what we tell the government to do. And it starts with who we even nominate right. and then who we even elect because that's hiring people with our vote. So really paying attention and not just um, glossing over the latest ad you heard on the radio or the television and then kind of mindlessly checking, you know, and hold them accountable. The that's the key. And holding you them vote them in. It's just as I run a business. Mm -hmm. If any of my employees don't perform, it's my responsibility to make them perform or boot them out. <laughs> now, I have to say, all the guys that we have working and women that we have working for us are absolutely fantastic. We've been in business for 15 years, and we've had to fire one person. Just a, a couple. There's yeah. been a couple that yeah. we've had to send on their way. But, um, but yeah. So, the so it's not like we're there like a hammer. But, you know, we expect our employees to take care of our customers and so Absolutely. on. It's just like we expect our government officials to be doing their job correctly. Absolutely. So. Yeah. The, the thing that made me giggle was make them, make them do it. So, you know, that's the shorthand, that's the shorthand it's, version. But what I was picturing is our, our, our two granddaughters, there's no making, you know, there's, there's influencing. Well, so you're saying, um, you're saying my five-year-old granddaughter and my nine months old granddaughter, uh -huh. are like the politicians yes wow that's exactly you what know i, I think she's said. got something there you could say <laughs> don't do that and what do they do oh uh, yeah that, that they do it they just use the other hand that's the thing they do so, so true all right we got to get out of here but uh thank you so much for spending your invaluable time with us i, I want to thank our guests i want to thank our listeners uh and until next time Pray for our nation, pray for our representatives, because they're not our leaders, right? I think I'm going to this time. Ooh, all we'll of them? see what happens. All of them, Dan? Well, you're pushing that one a little bit too far. Right? Even, even the ones you don't like? Maybe especially the ones you don't like? Will you do that for me? <laughs> I think that's up to you. All right, be good to each other. Have a great week, and God bless.